Can you hear me yet? Yeah. Great. Welcome to Calls with Paul. So what can we, uh, how can we help you? Suddenly you need to move to a different state, something you win the lottery, who knows what it is. Well, now you can't sell your house because nobody wants soffits. Hello, uh, welcome to Calls with Paul. In this episode, Sam calls in and like most of our customers, is really concerned about trying to pick the right brand of cabinet for her that's going to be the best value, the best quality, etc. And really, like all customers that call us up, we would tell her that there are lots of good brands. We rate them on our website. They all have, you know, the ones that we rate well all have uh, different adva- some small differences and advantages and disadvantages based on the different price lines. But generally, all customers should stop worrying so much about brands and worry more about design. The designs that they're considering usually are not so great. And even after they've gotten a good design, the designer themselves is so important that they're working with that in reality, even if they didn't, if they paid a few hundred dollars or even $500 or even $1,000 more, getting to work with a better designer in the long run is going to get them a much better kitchen. You know, we answer some of those questions about cabinet lines and how cabinets are made and framed and frameless calls with Sam. But I would tell listeners to keep in mind that the mantra our company tries to beat or the the, the drum our company tries to beat is that please worry about design first and cabinetry second. Hi, Sam. Can you hear me yet? Great. Welcome to Call with Paul. So what can we, uh, how can we help you? So I've studied all of your posts about kitchen cabinets, in particular, the one about where you shouldn't compare cabinet pricing, like different companies pricing well, against each other because of yeah. the quality of the differences, right? Well, it gets so hard to exactly that. Yeah. That? I just said it gets very hard to compare apples to apples in cabinet lines. Um, I know. Because there's so many so many things that if you go from one place to another, you don't know whether the kitchen designer, you, you know, if you're in the same company, like if your kitchen designer carries three different brands, they're probably going to, you know, do tell you every difference that there is or that they're forced to do from one brand to another so you can better make a decision. But once you go from one shop to another, you know, the, the, the next designer that's doing it may very well be making changes and doing things that you won't notice and you don't realize you're getting something less and without being told. So that's the problem. Right. Well, I got a quote for Fabby Wood. Mm-hmm. And it was a little expensive more than I was hoping. Um, right. It was, you know, around the 10, 12,000 range for a 10, like a 12 by 12 kitchen. Okay. And I um, then went to a different place and they were giving me a perimeter quote for mantra, which I don't see on your site, but then an island quote from Ultracraft, mm-hmm. which is a little bit less than Fabulous. And now I have a monkey wrench where I've found a third quote using Waypoint. And so I went down this rabbit hole trying to understand how is Waypoint a better 
brand. Um, I see a lot of mixed reviews. I saw you rated it like in the B's. So I just, I'm trying to really compare Waypoint to Mantra. I think Fabiwood is definitely out of our, our price point, well, but, but- The thing about Fabiwood is, Fabiwood is not really that expensive. So the Fabiwood could be out of your price range. Well, first off, Mantra, Mantra and is a ready to assemble cabinet, I believe. And um, it's certainly in a whole different class. And you don't have a kitchen design person helping you with Mantra, do you? Don't you aren't you ordering them online? No, I'm going through a kitchen design. So let me just look up Mantra just so I understand better. And well, it wasn't that Fabby Wood was out of our budget. It's just that these two quotes are less. So obviously I'm going to consider less if I can save money. Well, how much? But I don't want to sacrifice quality. Like three, $4,000, depending on like different selections. So yeah. They're a little different. So, Actually, no, about $3,000, I'd say. So like in Fabby Wood, what door style and finish were you looking at? Just the white shaker for my perimeter cabinets and the oh. island would be the uh, the gray color cobblestone. Okay. So both of those door styles are, are pr- pretty good values. If you were get there, if you got, you know, are looking at galaxy is the door style. There's also yeah, no galaxy. rule. Yeah. There's no rule that two different dealers are charging the same amount for the same animal. So if Fab, you would at one dealer, the exact same kitchen could be 20% less at another Fab, you would dealer. So there's no, the dealers that the, the manufacturers don't tell us how much we have to sell the cabinets for. We can sell them for anything we feel like it. So that's why mm-hmm. even going from, you know, even in the same cabinet line, you might get different prices, but I'm just looking up mantra. So mantra is really pretty rough. Let me just look at there. I mean, they don't really list. They're very limited in, in the, the, the cabinetry that they carry and the styles and everything that they carry, they don't really show me exactly how their cabinetry is made. So I, I yeah, we don't, we don't rate them on our website because they don't offer enough information. But the thing about mm-hmm. that is if you have something to brag about, you usually brag about it. So when somebody doesn't tell you how their cabinets are made, it's not a comforting thing. And then UltraCraft is a frameless cabinet that's not a framed cabinet. So even if you did your island in UltraCraft, it's going to look a little different than than a, a frame cabinet in Mantra or, or any other brand just because the overlay of the doors is going to be greater. A frameless cabinet, the doors are a little bit tighter than a frame cabinet, and it's certainly not that well made. It's certainly a, a, a lesser constructed cabinet than the Fabiwood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you would rate that like inferior to Fabiwood? Well, it's, it's going to be all particle board sides. It's not going to be plywood. So the sides, and the, it's a frameless cabinet. So in Fabiwood, the hinges and the tracks and your doors all are attached to the front solid wood frame that's on the cabinet. Ultracraft is a more contemporary kind of way to make a cabinet. It's really pretty, pretty much the same thing as Ikea. So um, it's particle board and it's got the same thickness and sides, I believe, as Ikea. 
and um, this, the, the hinges are in the sides of the cabinets. So if a little kid or somebody hangs on a door or you open it too hard and the hinge rips out of the side of the cabinet, there's no way to re- repair that. So it's just, you have to be more delicate with frameless cabinets. The, the reason most people get frameless cabinets is if you want a really contemporary slab modern door style, the frameless cabinets do that and the look comes out much better because the cabinet doors are just a lot tighter between door to door and door to drawer front. Got it. I guess from spec standpoint, like the MDF also has an MDF. I mean, I'm sorry, Mantra has an MDF center panel, but it does have plywood box construction and three quarter inch thick shelves, but the sides are laminate. Uh, the sides of the cabinet are are laminate. In they're they're, lam, they're laminate over plywood or what 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 were the sides made of? Um, no no no. I think I think the sides are laminate. So then it's maybe maybe they're particle board with laminate over them on the sides. So the real reason that you, we worry about particle board versus plot and we uh, MDF on the center panel is is actually a good thing. In, in Fabiwood's uh, Galaxy Door, that middle panel, everything else is all wood in Fabiwood, but that middle panel is MDF too. And that's really a good thing because the MDF panel doesn't shrink or expand or contract. And so you're, you're not going to, there's not going to be a, if the door, the temperature in your home changes, you won't see any kind of missing paint where a door might have shrank. Also, MDF doesn't warp like plywood does, so it's going to hold the door and keep it more likely from warping. All those things would be, you know, warranted not to happen, but, you know, it's also nice not to have to be replacing things going into the future, especially after a couple of years. If something warped or you had a problem, then you might order a replacement part and the, the paint might have aged slightly and it might not be a perfect match to your original um, cabinet. Right. So... So, yeah, so I don't worry about the middle panel, but when the sides are particle board, it's not the base cabinets that are really a problem, except for maybe the end cabinets on the bases that are totally exposed. But the wall cabinets that are hanging on the wall are just a lot less structurally sound. So the particle board doesn't really hold glue and screws and nails and anything anywhere near as well as plywood does. So if everything's the same on a wall cabinet and then you stack a whole bunch of stuff in your wall cabinet, it's quite likely that the attachment or the the way the back of the cabinet meets the side of the cabinet, that glue and everything else is going to fail on a uh, on a particle board cabinet. So if you overload particle board wall cabinets, they're going to fall off the wall probably eventually. Oh, so that would also apply to like a pantry that has the same. No, because a pantry is tall and it sits on the floor. So you're probably fine with the pan. Anything that sits on the floor has all the weight transferred to the floor. Right. The wall cabinets are hanging on the wall. And the only thing holding them on the wall is the back panel that's screwed to the wall is, is never going to come off the wall, whether it's particle board or plywood, probably that, that back panel's going to be attached to the wall, but 
the the attachment between the back of the cabinet and the side of the cabinet if it's plywood is going to be a lot stronger so you know especially if you had a cabinet sitting by itself the good thing about the frame cabinets is if you have you know a whole row of cabinets the one cabinet will be screwed to the cabinet next to it will be screwed to the cabinet next to it will be screwed to the cabinet and next to that so essentially your cabinets are all becoming one big cabinet and that's the other good thing about frame cabinets is the fronts are solid wood and that's where you're supposed to be screwing the cabinets together so you're screwing solid wood to solid wood so the likelihood right. of all of this falling apart is less. But when it's just one single cabinet, maybe in your kitchen sitting by itself on the wall, well, now it might only have two screws attaching it to the wall, one on top and one on the bottom. And everything else is just, you know, that's those two screws are holding up all the stuff you're putting in that cabinet. So what do you, what do you, what is your opinion about Waypoint? So Waypoint, I think, is a Norva known quantity. We rate them. I, I think they're not quite as nice as the Fabulwood, but I think they're pretty well made. I mean, we, we've, I, you know, some of, there's so many lines and we've rated them and then they change them. And then we have to make sure that we're up to date with the changes. Let me just look at how I rate Waypoint. How much less was Waypoint? That was um, a couple of thousand? Like three, that was 3,000 less than Fabulwood. Mm. So I don't know why I don't why I'm not a fan of Waypoint, but they get a B and a B. So I can look up now and find find out why they get a B and a B. They're probably they're doing something that we don't like. Let me look up what it is. The other thing about the Fabuid too is sometimes the designers it, you you were at a different place when you were at the Fabuid. So the probably the anybody that would sell the mantra would be sort of I would assume a much less expensive kind of cabinet place. And then the waypoint, you know, that would normally, you know, is an unusual line for a a regular dealer to carry. Whereas some dealers like us and some other dealers that would carry very expensive cabinetry would also carry Fabiwood. So sometimes you're in a slightly fancier place when you're getting a price for Fabiwood. And then, that doesn't mean that they're charging you more necessarily. They certainly could be. But a lot of times the, the fancier designers are going to do things that you might not even have noticed. They might put matching door panels on the sides of, expo- of your island, for instance, because they're just used to doing it. They want things to look more finished. So they put finished panels on the end. That can increase the price of your kitchen by 10 or 20%. So you really have to look at the pictures carefully to make sure that the designers, that the guy that did the Fabuid wasn't putting panels on the sides of your island, maybe on the sides of the exposed wall cabinets or, or base cabinets, and that the, the other designers that were doing the mantra and the waypoint were doing what comes naturally to them, which would be just down and dirty, just pricing out the kitchen as simply as possible. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You can also, if you if they give you pictures of the two different things, does any of these places give you like pictures of their designs? Yes. So if you have pictures, you can also call into our podcast and you can email us the designs. We can look at them and we can say, oh, look at this. These two things aren't the same. Not only that, but we're totally happy to critique people's designs. So 
you know, people send us their designs to critique on our, our blog all the time and they're full of mistakes. So we catch tons and tons and tons of mistakes. And not only that, but, you know, a lot of times make recommendations to improve a design, you know, generally, especially if you're on a budget, the thing it's, it's probably better to not even splurge on Fabiwood, but to splurge on some kind of construction change if it helped your kitchen a lot. So what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes the people's doorway might, your doorway might be in a bad position. If we change the doorway between your dining room and your kitchen, suddenly we could make the whole kitchen a better place. And that would be a better thing to do. And more, you know, even if it costs you $800 to move the door or something like that, or $500, that would be way better than, you know, you, you know, you could add a bunch of these different things, take out the soffits on top of your cabinets. If you had, some people have soffits on top of their cabinets. You know what that is where the ceiling comes down? Yeah. So do you have that or not? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're taking, we're taking those down. So, yeah. So if you're redoing your kitchen, you shouldn't be doing it if you're not taking those down because they're so unpopular now having the soffits that if you redid your whole kitchen and, you know, and then everybody doesn't intend on selling their house. So even if it made you happy and it didn't matter to you, you know, the two, two weeks after your kitchen is done, somebody's job changes. Suddenly you need to move to a different state, something you win the lottery, who knows what it is. Well, now you can't sell your house because nobody wants soffits and all the money you just plowed into your new kitchen. So you certainly, if somebody was doing this, for instance, in Fabiwood and keeping their soffits, that would be crazy. You would want to do the waypoint, save the $2,000 and take out the soffits because then your house would be more valuable. So, you know, waypoint still gets bees from us. So it's not like it's horrible. Okay. There's also other lines that might, that are probably uh, less than fab you would. And I think I like better than waypoint like CNC well, J and K is a nice line too. That's less expensive, but I know that that particular line is having delays right now, so that might not be helpful. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, is there even where you're located? New Jersey. So C and C is a really popular brand in New Jersey. So it's less expensive than Fabiwood. It's definitely has some disadvantages to, to Fabiwood, but the construction of C and C is really well done. So it's a very well-constructed cabinet and they have two shaker white door styles and they have nice grays. They, they, they have a really inexpensive door that's MDF, unfortunately, in white. It's not MDF in their gray, but it's not quite a full overlay. But that door style, if you were doing gray instead of painted, it's 30% less than Fabiwood. But they're all wood shaker door in CNC. It's about 15, eh, probably more like 20% less than Fabiwood. And it's just as well constructed. Great. I'll check those out. Thank you so much for your time. And your yeah, help. sure. And just be careful of the CNC because they have one that you're going to get a price for, for the sh- a shaker door. That's 40 something, 5% less than the Fabiwood. So it's going to be like, you know, Fabiwood was 12. You'll get a price. If you were flipping your house, it would be the smartest thing you could do. It's a really nice cabinet, really well made, but the shaker door is on a, on the painted white color is MDF. And so that one is um, 
I'm just trying to remember the, the name of the, the line, but it's not quite a full, a full overlay door, but it's really inexpensive. But you just want to make sure that you're not getting that when you get a price. Great. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, Sam. Thank you for your time. Best All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Right, you are listening to Calls with Paul, the kitchen design podcast. I am Felipe Archila, the producer of Calls with Paul. And at the end of each episode... I sit down with Paul and ask him a few questions about the call we just heard, as well as anything else I can think of. So, Paul, uh, as a consumer, is there something that I should be on the lookout for as we talk about these different cabinet lines in terms of quality? Like, can I look at some website or a brochure and and see what are like the key signs that I'm working with a quality manufacturer here? So, uh, Good question, Felipe. So I would say that the things in common with all brands of cabinetry to make them well-constructed is that the sides of the cabinets, the box of the cabinet in a framed cabinet, which is there's two different ways to make cabinets, framed and frameless. A framed cabinet has a solid wood frame on the front, which has lots of advantages and is certainly more durable. But in either of these brands, the sides of the cabinets, the tops, the bottoms, the shelves, you want to be all plywood and not to be particle board. So you're looking for a cabinet that's all plywood construction. If it's a frame cabinet, it has a solid wood frame on the front. And then the next most important thing is that everything is soft closed. The drawers are soft closed. The hinges are soft closed. Those are the things that really beat up the cabinet, them closing hard or drawers slamming. Um, having them be soft closed makes them the cabinetry last longer. And then usually when you automatically get that upgrade to soft closed doors and drawers, you also get much better hinges and um, a better drawer box usually will always be a solid wood dovetail drawer. So really once you upgrade, and many times if you just upgrade to the plywood, those are all of those other things will come with it, but um, those are the things that you're looking for in any brand. My wife and I were joking around, but as we talk about putting the emphasis more on the kitchen design and then having the cabinet, you know, have that come have follow basically, depending on what the design is. Um, how often do you get customers or clients who? want to incorporate like a dog bed or like a a drawer to pull out for the cat bowl or something to, how does it, does that come up a lot in, in your designs? And uh, the answer to that question is yes, it does. Everybody has their own individual needs and lots of people have pets. So incorporating their, their pets are going to be underfoot in their kitchen and, and, and need places to maybe have their dog dish or, cat bowl or whatever. And so, uh, you know, there are kitchens that we've designed that have sleeping places for the for the pets built into the kitchen. And um, lots of different kitchens that have uh, places for dog dishes and cat dishes um, so that your cat can have their meal and not be underfoot and not, you know, you're not stepping on their bowl when you walk in the back door and flipping all their food and water all over the place. So, um, in fact, in the past, or in people's kitchens that were designed a while ago, the most common thing we see is 
desk areas that have been converted simply to places where the dog or cat has their bowls, etc. Um, because nobody actually, or ra very rarely nowadays, does anybody sit at a desk facing a wall. So it's a much better place to put your dog or cat bowl. And, and, you know, and we sort of incorporate that, but, you know, a lot of times it doesn't even, you know, the cabinetry doesn't need to leave that much room for a cat. So you can get yourself a little more cabinetry or whatever and still have that same kind of area. But uh, good question. I think my dog was howling in the other room. He, he might come <laughs> through on the recording. That would just be no, so perfect. talking about him. Exactly. We know. So in the first episode, I got some some flack for mispronouncing the the name of the town that your office is located in. So so once and for all, for everybody out there at home, uh, we are recording live from beautiful Balakinwood. Balakinwood <laughs> is I think you looked it up, and it, it's all Welsh, isn't it originally? So yeah, so the... yeah, I, I tried pronouncing it the way Google Translate said it would be pronounced in Welsh, and apparently that's that's just not how it really is. I mean, yeah, and I Philadelphians say Balakinwood. I'm not sure how this Google Expressway is supposed to be pronounced, but all of these things are whatever they're they're now how we pronounce them, and it's probably wrong, but it's we well, we, we pronounce it Balakinwood. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.